1: and also, for a great deal for Father's Day, please support us by going to manscaped.com, getting any one of their numerous great products that they have there. And, by the way, the secret code for you, just type in the words "fast break" as one word. Fast break" all one word, and you'll get a 20% discount plus free shipping. No better gift to give for this Father's Day than manscaped.com. Too little. Too late. That's pretty much what you're going to say about the Lakers season and also tonight's game in general. I know a lot of sad faces around, and they're already starting on the chat board. Jay John Cercedo is here. Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, it's a sad day for Lakers fans as our championship run has ended unceremoniously. And fortunately, we tried to come back in the second half, but it was all for naught as the Lakers in game six in Los Angeles to the Phoenix Suns 113 to 100 and also fall in the series four games to two we truly appreciate everyone being here we want to thank you so much for the support it helps keeps us going through these hard times but again Lakers championship season is done but we will not forget that because there's a lot of great things to talk about over the course of the next few months while the summer's going on free agency the NBA draft changes are going to be made so we'll look forward to that. We won't talk about changes today or what this needs to happen or what's not. That's, that's plenty. That's plenty of episodes. No. Down yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll take a deep breath and think about it. Think about where we need to go and what changes that need to be made. And here today to talk about Laker Tom's shaking his head. Well, I'm just going to say that's it. We're, gonna, we're not going to talk about changes down the road. We're going to take care of today and today only. Plus, also as well, we'll cover what happened in Portland. Did Denver win? Did Portland win? We'll tell you about that series as well. But here today to talk about the game. And again, Felix is already saying, go get him, Laker Tom. But first up, because he was here first, he's a good man indeed. He is the madman from Toronto. He survived one brutal attack after another between Toronto and Montreal. And another choke job by Toronto. But you know what? We've got the championship from last year, it is Magic Man, a.k.a. Sean Grice. Sean, I wish I could tell you a great tidings. It's great to see you here. It is, but unfortunately, the Lakers season has unceremoniously come to an end.
2: It has, Gerald. It has. I, I, will, I don't feel that this is a true choke job for two reasons. One, a true choke job happens when a clearly inferior team Beats a clearly superior team. And for me, these two teams were pretty matched. They really were. Up and down the lineup, even with a healthy AD and LeBron, I still think Phoenix would give and the Lakers a tough six or seven games. But AD was hurt, and he was our primary advantage against them. Coming into the matchups, if you were looking at it, but he wasn't 100%. Neither was LeBron. Phoenix took advantage. Good for Phoenix. Um, I remember saying earlier in the year that I thought, you know, Devin Booker was a top-ten player in this league, and he was good enough to get uh, Phoenix through a couple rounds. I still think that's true. Um, the second reason you can't really call this a choke job is because even though we had injuries The guys just didn't show up in game five. And for the first, I would say, nine minutes of game six, it was really the most disappointing part of the season. I can handle losing. Twenty-nine teams lose the last game of the year. It's just one of those things you have to deal with as a fan. There's a a 99% chance you're not going to win it at the title. But when you got a LeBron James and you're in a championship or bust season, last year was great, man. We won the title, and this year was the
3: bust year.
1: Again, we appreciate everyone on the chat board being here, everybody watching us. Cannot thank you enough for supporting us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, but also here today as well. And <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with him. He's got a smile. And you know what? you got to cheer up because the fact is, it could be worse. It could be the Clippers organization with their Sterling Zero championships. You could be the Boston Celtics scrambling right now to go ahead and figure out what to do for their future, realizing that the Lakers are probably closer to the 18th championship than they are. It could be worse, my friend. But here today to talk about the game and anything else outside of just the future for the Lakers, because we will cover that in a future episode. It's called content. It is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as the mastermind of Lakerholics.com. I know DP. I know Felix. I know Bree. I know the chat board's going awry. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I appreciate you being here. It's great to have you here. And I wish it would have been under better circumstances. But we'll get him back next year once, hopefully, AD and LeBron are healthy once again.
0: Hey, congratulations to the Phoenix Suns. Let me say that uh, I was probably one of those who disrespected you at the start of the playoffs. You've won me over. In fact, I, I was sitting there thinking during the game that the Lakers may have had the best two players on the court, but the Suns probably had the next best five players on the court. Maybe six, you know. Very, very difficult team to stop. Booker. I mean Booker from three was simply won the game. You know, I mean you don't hit six threes in the first quarter, and you know, I mean it, that that just took the legs out from under the Lakers. And you know, so I think any discussion of the of the first round loss has to has to say that you know the Lakers weren't has to give a lot of credit to the Phoenix Suns. The second thing is that the if there's something that is painfully true and becoming more painfully obvious, it's that playing in the bubble really was a different situation than totally playing in even partially filled arenas. The Lakers in the heat, frankly, weren't as good as they thought they were. And neither, you know, this is still sort of a hybrids situation that we're in because it's not the full fans and, You still got a lot of injuries across the league and so forth. But I watch these games and I'm constantly amazed by how many role players on other teams have emerged and played just sensationally, whether it's Cameron Payne or, you know, you can just go down the list of the guys in each one of these teams, in each one of these playoff series, where you've seen a player really emerge and come through with big play after big play, you know? Um, And the Suns had three or four guys who did that consistently through this series. We had two great games by AD, you know? I think that that's maybe the second thing that came out for me on this game, aside from the fact of how good the Phoenix Suns really are. And I think that I might have a hard time picking... In fact, I I think that they could give Denver a pretty doggone good run. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. The third thing is LeBron James. Injuries, father time, the bounce of the ball. We didn't see the same LeBron that we saw in the playoffs last year. And in fact, all year long, other than for those last two games in this series, we didn't see the same Anthony Davis that we saw in the playoffs last year. So the front office, lastly, has a big challenge in front of them. You've got a fragile superstar and an aging superstar. And what does that say about your plans to move forward? You know, I mean, there's, it's going to be an interesting offseason because there's a lot of discussion about, you know, the moves that they made and didn't make through the season, you know. The total lack of shooting on this team, we never, even in any of these games, even for a quarter, much less a half for the whole game, went on, got on fire the way that Devin Booker was this morning, early in this game, or, or the ways that we've seen other teams do in, in all of the other playoff games, you know? So the front office has to really look back at themselves and say, we made a bunch of decisions based upon a certain number of assumptions of how good this team was and what they really needed. And frankly, if we look back with any sense of, of reason, we screwed that up pretty badly. You know, we didn't get enough shooting. We over, we overestimated the ability of our role players to become that third star, if you will. And we paid the price, that let's say Brooklyn didn't pay with three superstars and we only had two, we paid the price of not having that third star. So there's a lot of good things to learn from the front office. You know, I mean, no, Frank Bogle shouldn't lose his job. Frank Bogle, Rob Palenka shouldn't lose his job over this season. You know, the injuries cloud everything. Um, you got I mean, Well,
1: this is the kind of discussion, the kind of things, again, that people shouldn't be saying. I mean, we just came off, what? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, less than yeah. a year ago, we won the title. Let me
0: let me move on. Let me move on from
1: yeah. that. no, barely. but I know, no, Tom. But you're hearing this on social media, and it's mm-hmm. being played out there. People are already asking. No, for I, 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 was, I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, but, but you know Twitter. Mentioned. You know Lakers Twitter. No. You know it's going off already. Yeah. You, and you. No, know. but
0: I, I think reasonable Lakers Twitter probably agrees with both of those last statements. Is this Twitter? A, you know, sometimes the sometimes the stars align. That was last year sometimes they don't that was this yep. year and this you is know? true and, and, and that's all you can say about it and then and I'll i'll end with the last point that i wanted to make um, about the game tonight i started getting my stuff ready for the podcast at halftime as my normal process you know and since it wasn't a really thrilling game at that point in time i, I really wasn't rushing around in, in a hurry and and i found out that oh the second half was starting and i was still messing around with my computer and getting my camera, getting my lighting fixed and so forth. And uh, and I'm looking up and all of a sudden the Lakers are making a run and they're, they're coming back and they're playing well. And uh, so, you know, I just abandoned that whole thing, went back over and sat down in front of the TV and started watching it, you know, I'd already put my wife to bed and told her, yeah, we lost the game, you know, it's, you know, now I'll have time for other things in life, you know. And she says, oh, that's a good thing. And there's silver lining. I give the team a lot of credit. I give them a lot of credit for how they came back. Even with a hobbled LeBron James, the guys fought back and they played some great defense and and so forth. And, you know, listen, when you're faced by a defending champion coming back like that, a lot of teams would have cracked. A lot of players like, like Devin Booker, who hadn't been in the playoffs before, might have cracked, but they didn't. To their credit, they stepped up and they made great plays and Chris Paul made some great plays. Chris Ball, who wants to get a three-year $100 million contract and opt out of $45 million next year for that. So, anyway, I can't say that I was pleased with the season, but I've been through enough Lakers seasons to understand that you can't win them all, and I felt we went out in an honorable fashion, you know. In retrospect, I think it's going to remind me of, you know, the year that – uh Magic got the hamstring, you know, followed right by Byron getting the hamstring, you know, and it's that just one of those seasons that, you know, you know, chalk it up to the odds and averages. I was happy for the basketball gods giving me a chance to see the Lakers make a last run at possibly pulling off a miraculous finish, which I knew wasn't going to happen, but damn, it was fun watching it. This is Raphael from NBA and
2: you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
1: I know you've been hearing about Manscaped on all those other programs and podcasts. Well, Manscaped and the Hoopeds Podcast Network are working together on something fantastic. And oh my goodness, have we gotta do it for you? Manscaped.com has just released their wireless, waterproof, and rechargeable Lawnmower 4.0, which offers their trademark skin-safe replaceable blades that gets you the ultra close shave exactly where you need it. Head on over to manscaped.com and choose from the huge list of men's grooming and lifestyle products, including the ultra-popular Lawnmower 4.0 Body Groomer, and get 20% off at Manscaped, plus free shipping with the promo code FASTBREAK at manscaped.com. That's right, just type in FASTBREAK, all one word at checkout, at Manscaped, and get ready to start looking good this summer from your friends at Manscaped the Who Pets Podcast Network, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, then again, there is always next season, and then we'll look forward to seeing maybe more from the Lakers over the course of the summer. Again, NBA draft and all that. We will go ahead and have continual coverage for you of the NBA playoffs. Also, as well, we're going to be talking about NBA draft, where the Lakers can go as far as their summer reports are concerned. We're going to break down the players involved as far as on the team, where did they need to make changes. We're going to have plenty of episodes for you and content over the course of the next few months, so stay tuned tuned to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, but we've got another great man indeed, someone who has been here with us for many months now. He's been a great and integral part of this conversation each and every time out. Felix, by the way, says what's up. And he's here today to talk to you about what's gone on and, and of course, the, what happened in the game today. But he's a good man indeed. He's an integral part of the LakerHolics.com experience. It is L Rob, and like I said, Felix uh, said hello, and everybody's saying hello to you on the chat board, L Rob. Great to have you here. I know we should be, like I said earlier, wish it was under better circumstances, but again, it's been great having you all season, Magic Man, Laker Tom. Jamie Sweet, wherever he is on a planet far, far away. But great to have you here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's game.
3: Thank you, Gerald. Hey to everyone out there in Laker Land. Um, uh, you know what? Today is uh it was a day we kind of knew was coming, but we was hoping it wasn't. <laughs> hoping <Hopefully> it wasn't <laughs> been trending this way for quite some time, but uh you know, you you hope and parade somehow, they get it together and they avoid the, this this devastating ending. But um, you know, with the Phoenix, you have to give more credit to Phoenix than you do uh blame to the Lakers. When they come out shooting the ball like they did, they weren't some of those shots was heavily contested, especially Booker at the beginning of the game. I mean, he came out throwing daggers from him. The guys draped all over him. Um, Now, of course, Crowder hit a couple that was more or less open, but they, you know, that was by design. I don't think they really wanted to close on him that much. So you get credit to um, Phoenix. Yeah, the Lakers offense was horrible and um, didn't have a clue, but their defense was decent. Phoenix just made shots in the first quarter, and that can demoralize you when you see, you know, when you're covering a guy and he's, you know, throwing a flamethrower out there. Phoenix uh, and Booker ended up 8 for 10 from three-point range for the game. Uh, great game, man. So you tip your hat and you say, "Hey, he was a better man today." You know, like like Tom said, it was good to see the Lakers show some fight. You know, you really seen um, Dennis in the third quarter extend himself and really play himself to the point of exhaustion. And you know, with basketball fest, you know, Lakers fans or or even just pure basketball fans, that's all you want to see. You just want to see guys come out and compete. And you know, the Lakers didn't do that enough this season. Um, they were very casual, a lot of games. And even in the last game, they didn't come out with that same sense of urgency. Today, I thought they were okay, but Phoenix just took it to them. But you see, the second half, they did come out. Casal, you know, made some great passes. Um, Dennis was diving all over the place. Matthews, you know, was giving everything he had, which, you know, you're not in good shape if you count on Wes Matthews, you know, really to, um, you know, play big minutes and to, um kind of do some things that uh, he did years gone by. But he gave everything he had. Uh, Everybody fought pretty much. You know, um, Trez got in there. He battled. You know, he couldn't get things to fall like he wanted to, but he battled. That's all you want to see. KCP, I I, I mean, I knew he would have one good shooting game. Unfortunately, it came when, uh, you know, no one else could really hit anything from the outside. LeBron did his thing. LeBron's thirty-six, fighting injury, so I don't know what people expecting. But he played. Uh, he he played tough. He battled. Um, you know, missed some layups and things you can tell that he normally would make. Russo, he didn't play much, so I don't know what the story behind that was. Tht did his thing. Cools uh, couldn't. Out of everybody, he his play was probably the most disappointing. You know. That's a head-scratcher. And um, he just totally lost his confidence, and he couldn't get it back. Could not, could not get it back in this series. So you your had the Phoenix. Um, you know, A.D. tried to play. I think he did that to pacify fans. And listening to grand Hill do that game just reminded me. I mean, I know – I remember when people said grand Hill was soft following, uh, you know, the, the the bad boys there. And grand Hill went out there and played when he shouldn't have been playing. And his ankle was already messed up, and he ended up damaging it more. And, you know, that was the end of his career, you know, as the great player that he um, that we had seen. So, you know, AD just went out there because he didn't want people to say he was soft and he couldn't play, and he couldn't play. He, he, he shouldn't have been out there. He could barely move. So we knew what he was when we got him. We knew he was fragile, and this year caught up to us. Last year, didn't. And he played great, and he showed a lot of heart, and he dominated this year. He couldn't fight through it, and he got hurt. And that's you know that's part of what we're gonna that's gonna be the ups and downs, like Tom said, when you have a fragile superstar. Um, if he's healthy, the Lakers are. You know I, that's one thing I don't agree with Tom about the bubble exposed the Lakers. No, the injuries exposed the Lakers. I don't think I think if you take this team and this team is healthy, um, they're still playing, and we don't know how the end of that story will go. Uh, so last year I don't think they won because they were in the bubble. I think they won because they were a better team. Rondo shot 40% from three. Uh Keith shot over 40% from three. You know, KCP was solid for three to, you know, all, all the way through the playoff. LeBron was decent. AD shot close to 40% from three. So the Lakers shot the ball a lot better. This year, I think the only person that was close. Was LeBron probably close to his averages from three-point last year? So when you don't, when you can't make shots, and you're hurting, and you're missing guys, and you run up against a really good team that's, you know, trying to trying to prove something, they got a great leader in Chris Paul. You know, that's what happens. You know, the best team won. You tip your hat. Phoenix has a legitimate chance to to uh, make some noise and at least get to the finals. I don't know if they'll get there, but they, I mean, they certainly should be favored against Denver. Um, and then, you know, probably Utah comes out of that that other um, bracket, and Utah will be favored, and they should be favored, but Phoenix and Utah is a pretty good battle. I don't think Phoenix has enough to win it all. I don't think they can beat um, uh, New Jersey or Milwaukee, but they can get there, and once you get there, hey, anything can happen.
1: Again, the Lakers did fall 113-100. to 100. It was uh, kind of disheartening to see, Anthony Davis tried to gut it out, but he didn't even last five minutes before he was pulled for the entire game. And it just went downhill from there. The Lakers in the first half were down by as many as 29 points. Tried to come back in the second half with a strong effort, which we should have seen already in, in the six quarters before. It would have been nice to have seen that in Game 5 and Game 6 earlier. But we'll see what happens now down the road. The decisions need to be made on the roster going forward, and we'll be covering that in the coming weeks and months right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Sean, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down here pretty soon. But any last thoughts on the way out? Because we'll all start crying here in a little bit. I, I-, I can just tell already.
2: Actually, no, I'm I'm pretty good, here. Life is pretty good otherwise, even during the global pandemic. And we're we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel there as well with uh the- vaccinations but i digress um as we're going through the the autopsy now and uh tom is right what what happened what happened and lee's right too what happened in the bubble is the best team one very very true but we were also exposed because the roster was misconstructed it was it was either bring the band back together or don't bring them all back at all. And they tried to play this game where we'll bring some guys back and we'll integrate other guys. Well, throughout this season from hell, it all shot to hell, basically. Nobody developed any chemistry. And Tom was right. What happened when AD and LeBron went out was the Lakers' offense didn't turn into a bad NBA offense, Gerald they turned into a bad G League offense. If you look at an average G League offense, they produce more during 100 possessions than the Lakers did, even with Dennis Schroeder as their point guard. That is a fact. And that needs to be remedied. And I know we're going to talk about that going forward, but as far as the autopsy of the season goes, the Lakers need padding as far as offensive versatility.
1: That's been an issue throughout the entire season that we've talked about, is that even though the defense was for virtually all the entire season number one in the entire league, and you could see that in the second half, they started to control the tempo defensively, and you could see those signs. But unfortunately, when you're not able to go ahead and manufacture offense outside of LeBron James, it's really hard to go ahead and keep going up that mountain. The Lakers could get by last year because of the fact, again, their defense was so good that it proved to be the third man that Tom was asking for all season long and in the bubble. I'll say it before and I'll say it again. the, The defense was the third man. This year the defense was good for pretty much the entire year. It fell short on us in game five and game six, but by that time it was something like a leaking dam and there was just really nowhere else you can go, and it was just going to go ahead and fall from there because that offense, were so deficient in those areas that it was just a matter of time. So you know what? We just got to go ahead and take our lumps. I know Twitter is ablaze right now. I've actually checked it. In fact, I will probably not check it again for a couple days, but <laughs> it's, it is it is it is Lakers Twitter. It is basketball Twitter. It's out there. But, you know, let people re- revel in it right now. Let people say what they need to. The fact is that we have 17 world championships in our court right now. What do you have? Huh? What do you have? We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. And use the code Hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A R Y S E.com with promo code Hoopheads to get 20% off. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. But before we head on out, Magic Man's already saying, take it on the chin, take it on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see what happens. But again, some great comments. Felix says Dudley will be back. He probably is saying that that was the key to the reason why we didn't win the series is that which Aaron Dudley <laughs> didn't play enough. Felix got a great sense of humor. We miss you, V. Garcia, wherever you are out there. We hope you hope you're doing well. But Brie, Mar- Brie Marco, you know what, Bree, save us the adobe. The adobo. Look, we're gonna still make that adobo. We'll, we'll get it next year, it'll be even. Ta- it'll taste even better next year. The adobo. All right, it's gonna taste even better. Albert Tocaro, you've been great all year as well. Thank you so much for watching us. Vincent, you've been tremendous on the chat board as well. V Garcia, if you're out there, we give a big shout-out to you. But again, everybody, DP, you've been sensational on the chat board this year. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. But before we head on out, El Rob, I want you to go ahead. Again, we're going to cover exactly all the needs and changes. I'll try to see if we can schedule stuff during the course of the summer so we can all get share our thoughts on the what needs to be done in Lakerland? But any last thoughts on the game? I mean, 18 to 10, as Laker Tom would point out, 24 points lost at the three-point area. I always had said that I thought that the three-point area defending would be an issue if you don't make a concerted effort. But the Lakers did contest on most of them. They did put their hands up on most of them. There was only about, you know, maybe four or five open shots that the uh, Phoenix Suns actually did get, you know, that they did put in. I can't really complain today about the defensive mastery setup. I mean, it just fell apart, and it fell apart quickly.
3: Yeah, um, it's all about uh, players making plays, and and the bottom line is Phoenix had more guys that uh, played well consistently than the Lakers did. I mean, it's it's you know it's not uh, rocket science. Um, you brought Payne in; he contributed. Johnson contributed. Um, Craig played very good defense on LeBron he played his role really the only guy for Phoenix that didn't play well I think throughout the series was Kaminsky so anytime you have you know pretty much the bulk of your lineup doing what they're supposed to do and playing well it's it's you know you're the better team so you know injuries or or, or not Phoenix was the better team they deserved it you know people taking shots at the Lakers hey you you know that's great i mean we are the lakers you know uh, people hate the lakers and um, <laughs> hopefully they'll keep hating us because that means we'll be winning you know the delay i'm like like uh magic man saying bring it on bring the hate on the lakers will be back lebron has one last i think lebron has one last uh, uh shot at everything um and uh ad is not going to be hurt every year and the lakers We'll get other guys to step up. Who knows what the roster is going to look at look like, but the Lakers are always um, going to be a team that's going to be around. So,
1: Well, you know what? I won't say – the only thing I'll say about offseason moves, maybe we should trade for Solomon Hill, so that way <laughs> Lightning won't strike twice next season. Other than that, you know, yeah. maybe we'll just yeah. go ahead and leave off the conversation for there. But yeah.
3: You know what, cult- um, One thing I will say, uh, thinking about back to what Tom said about the bubble, the one thing that I will say helped the Lakers was LeBron having that time off. I think that was the biggest benefit that gave the Lakers a fresh LeBron going into the playoffs. That fresh AD too. That if we wouldn't have had the regular grind, he would, no way would he have been able to play, I don't think, at that level he played last year in the playoffs. So from that standpoint, having, you know, uh one of the greatest players ever and having him get that break, have a chance to retool and go for that championship. Yes, that was an advantage for the Lakers. I think that even though other guys hit the same break, you know, it you know, with him being thirty five, it probably benefited
0: him a little bit more. And A D being fragile, it probably benefited him more too. Yeah, that's a good that's a yeah. good point too. Yeah. Yeah. And, Great and a question. Third season like this is just—I mean, if you had to look at those conditions that Lee was just explaining and predict which year, which playoffs the Lakers would do better in, it's pretty obvious that it was the bubble playoffs, just because of that time off, you know, as well as all of the other different factors going on to it.
1: But LeBron says he has PTSD. He won't even take his kid to Disney World because he has so much PTSD. <laughs> yeah. He said if the Lakers tried to, tra- or anybody tried to trade him to Orlando, he'd retire because he has right. wants nothing yeah. to do with Orlando right now. Which well, you know, the morning- because I actually like Orlando. I wouldn't mind staying 80, 90 days in Orlando. If I'm right next to Disney, when I got to go there back and forth, but yeah, that's, that's
3: a, nice. It's a nice. city.
1: It gets kind of humid there. A couple of times it's been humid around there, but then again, it's 115 dry heat on Vegas here. So right. you know, pick and choose, pick and choose.
0: You know, the, the one thing that did jump out at me and really, it was the one thing I got really angry about watching the game tonight is every time that Devin Booker drives and bumps into somebody, even if it's a light bump, it's a foul called. And I watched was him, And I focused for five minutes on just watching LeBron driving into the middle and getting bumped every time. Not bumps that he created, but bumps that were coming from defenders. And there wasn't one single call Thank made you. for LeBron on that. And I was just, you know, if it hadn't been for my wife sleeping down below, I would have been screaming at the top of my lungs. The Lakers really need to do something. and The league needs to do something about that whole inequity that the hardens and the bookers and so forth. Get every little and bump LeBron, him. Him. LeBron gets a great whistle in that he and, the, and LeBron him. just, just eats it every time he tries to go to the hoop. It's so unfair.
1: Well, but then again, like like we said, it. it they got the calls, uh, but it was at the very end when the game was already decided, and yeah. uh, Jay Crowder and Devin Booker were both kicked out well, yeah. and ejected because that's a
0: – And have you watched all of the all of the flagrant cop foul calls to, that have followed the time that LeBron got – Oh, yeah, the Lakers got all of them. I mean, these it's ridiculous what's all of a sudden becoming a – I mean, and, you know, it's just – I know none of it really made a difference in the game – Boy, I tell you, I don't know how LeBron James can keep his temper there. That last time when he went into there and got smashed and and so forth at the end of the game and walked back, you could tell that he was as angry as I've ever seen him over the lack of respect that he gets from the officials.
1: I know he was frustrated throughout those past two games. You could tell he was very winded as well. You know, he he actually had to call out uh, with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter because he just... He, you could see it was catching up yeah. with them. But uh, you know, hit, I, I give him credit. Him. I, give him, I give him and the team credit for trying to come back. Again, yeah. just too little, too late.
0: The way you really have to look at the last two years and, and how they've happened and how they've been crammed together and how they've influenced each other so much and how COVID has affected them is it's really like a double hitter, if you will, in using baseball angle. <laughs> because it's it's like two seasons crammed into one you know, where you're, you're playing these, the game just changed because you never really had any time off, man. You just went rolling on and, and, you know, hopefully we got an early exit. Maybe that's a silver lining, you know, more time for LeBron to recover, more time for AD to recover, more time for the front office to figure out what the heck are we going to do next year? You know, more time for everybody to get healthy and, and, hopefully put together a strategy. And then the other side of it is how you finish the year always affects what you're going to do in the offseason. And there's definitely going to be some reexamination because LeBron is getting older. This was one of what may be very few championship windows open for him this year. And so you got to look at that really hard. And then you also got to look at the fragility an injury history of AD and think about that with respect to your roster building plan for the offseason.
1: We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was the last skywalker i know condolences to me oh, so, wow man nice. I, I just had talked about that and i completely forgot that i saw that movie yes <laughs> <laughs> Is that, it, it doesn't speak great things about it i suppose that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts I want to also mention before we head on out, the other game that took place tonight was the Denver Nuggets finishing off their series. They will now be playing the Phoenix Suns this weekend. They finished off the Portland Trailblazers in six games, winning the series four games to two with a 126-115 victory. Nikola Jokic continuing his MVP campaign with 36 points. Michael Porter Jr. chipping in with 26 it's a great game overall by the Denver players. Monte Morris chipping in with 22 himself. Overall, it was a great performance on the road at Portland, coming back in the third quarter after being down by as much as 15. And they came back strong in the third quarter and just kept it alive in the fourth quarter and just kept their distance from Portland. Portland never really had a chance to get back in the game in the fourth quarter. Damian Lillard finishes his season, and overall, it was a great victory for Denver as they move on to play Phoenix in the second round of the NBA playoffs. I'll tell you what, it's going to be something interesting to see how the Lakers evolve and change over the course of the next few months. They will be on a tip of a lot of people's tongues when it concerns changes being made. What are the conversations going to be like? Trades? Can the Lakers make some trades? Free agency, what kind of splash can the Lakers make in limited fashion, and free agency. They have eight free agents they need to decide upon. And again, we will be covering that in the coming weeks and months right here at the Lakers Fast Break on the changes that we'd like to see made and then the changes that ultimately do end up happening. Plus, we'll cover the NBA playoffs. We'll have at least two to three episodes per week. That's what I'm shooting for, two to three episodes per week. That we'll be covering the NBA playoffs. We'll also be covering our usual stuff that we do each and every year for the NBA draft because, you know, I'm a major NBA draft junkie. So we'll be bringing you not only who we think the Lakers might draft, but the NBA draft as a whole because it's so interesting to talk about. But, so you know, I have great guests that always come on that love the NBA draft. And then also as well, we're going to be covering the, like I said, the playoffs, but going forward, NBA free agency. We'll talk about summer league. It's here in Vegas. So. Hopefully I can get a chance to check it out as well. It's coming back. We're so excited. Fans get to go ahead and check out what the Summer League is all about again. So, uh, you know, there is still hope for the Lakers going forward that they can rebuild around LeBron and AD, hopefully a healthy LeBron and AD. I hope neither one plays in Tokyo. If they do decide to go ahead and play games in Tokyo, I would ask both to reconsider as far as maybe take a rest for this summer. I would see I would say most likely that unless LeBron wants to get one more. In fact, I would say he, you know, if he sat out this year, he would still in four years be eligible to play. Then I think they would still want him on the team then when he would be what 30 well he'd be forty. No, he'd be forty one. He would be forty one at that time. So I'd say he'd probably still be good for it. But again, those are questions that we'll talk about. But go ahead, Sean. You wanted to say?
2: Sure, I was going to say the next Olympics would be like they were supposed to be last year, right? So they'd be 20- yeah. 24. So, yeah, three
1: so he'd so be, be on actually,
2: 40. He'd be 39. We're the same age. Don't put us past uh, prime yet, man.
1: Well, I love you, Sean, but he looks a hell of a lot better than you. We'll move on. The year, we'll do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Sean. I'm kidding. Well, you could, it could be worse. You could look like me. So there you go. I match my IQ. I'm 52. But anyways, I want to thank so much again for everybody who is on the chat boards tonight. You guys get a special clap from us all season long. Ever since Laker Tom and I invaded your homes on that trade deadline day, we've gotten an influx of fans that have stayed with us. And Felix, V, DB, Brie Marco... Save that chicken adobo for us, Bree. We'll, we'll collect on it come next year when the Lakers win the championship next year. But everybody out there, Albert Takero, you've been great and awesome. Everybody out there who supported us, we cannot thank you enough. We've had hundreds and thousands of listens over the course of the past few months, and we cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show. Thank you so much to the Hoopheads Podcast Network for being a part of what we do and helping advertise our program plus coordinating efforts for their great sponsors, including manscaped.com. I want to just go ahead and, again, appreciate everyone for everything that they've done. Got new comments coming up on there. Vincent Hernandez, thumbs up. In fact, we've already had comments tonight saying that we should be replacing Fox and ESPN. ESPN, I think we can replace them. I think we're better. I think we are. But I'll tell you what. Once again, it is the Lakers. Unfortunately, their season ends in a first-round loss. To the Phoenix Suns, four games to two. We will be back with our 300th episode. That's right, our 300th episode will take place. I had an interview already, already saved up It's for, with Stone Handsome, but I will also have a special interview on top of that for longtime listeners. You will know who that is coming up here this weekend. But after that, I am going to get with these guys again from Lakerholics.com. We will go ahead and break down the season. We'll break down the players. And we'll hopefully, maybe we'll start with Jared Dudley. You never know. But we'll go ahead and wait and see But how that works out. And go ahead and break that down. Plus, continual coverage of the NBA playoffs, the NBA draft, and so much more. I want to give a big thank you to Tom, Elrob, Sean, and Jamie for taking the time on so many occasions for being here, for responding, and for sharing the Laker love each and every time out. Highs and lows were this season, but again, I couldn't have done it without you guys. You've been a tremendous help and just a tremendous part of this Lakers Fast Break experience and why we're one of the best Lakers shows. In fact, as Laker Tom would say, the damn best Lakers show that's out there. And there is no better than right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. So for Sean, L Rob, Laker Tom, and everyone else, and so many people on the chat board, we want to wish you a good night. Want to tell you keep listening to us. And we want to thank you so much again for being a part of what we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.